0: Hello, my dear friend. Can I just say, I love how much happens in one episode. You know these series in which not a lot happens and you have to quote... Like, you have to quote-unquote go through four episodes to get to the next point in the story you want to see? Like, this series feels so much in one episode. Like, there's so much in it. And yet it leaves you wanting more. I... I am i I know I like <laughs> I can talk about the series for hours. I really like so many parts of it here here's the thing you know these series where you only like one part or one couple or or when you're like really unlucky, you have the series where you like a couple that is not the main couple, and so you only get tiny bits because the writers don't deem the, deem them that important but to you they're the most important uh, relationship or couple and relationship can mean like friendship love relationship family relationship it doesn't matter but they're to you they're the most important relationship however the writers don't deem them that important so they don't get that much time together and you're just like can i please <laughs> Please get some more of this like interaction between these two characters. Can I please get some more? And then it turns out that, that they don't think that that's important enough. Like I found out that f- for seven seasons I'd been living... I- uh, this is a little bit of a sidetrack. But for seven seasons I'd been living to this relationship turning into a love. And then in the end she kills him and she ends up alone and he ends up dead. And I am just like... This is why I stopped watching this series in season four. It, it the writing was really great for three seasons, and then it sucks. That's not this series. It's a whole different series. This series has only had one season so far, and this series is amazing. <laughs> Can I just say it is amazing? The this the music, the music that is under the dancing, at these balls. Can I go to these balls, please? <laughs> I love how Daphne is arguing with the Duke that um about how many balls they should go to you know when they're um when they're walking um uh, in the in the at the beginning of the episode oh, and <laughs> they're arguing about how many balls and that he should send flowers, and then <laughs> he says to her. If I was truly courting you, by the way, if you're listening to this out of the blue, please know that there will be spoilers in this episode that I'm talking to you. So please go watch the second episode of Bridgerton before you listen to this. Please do not let me spoil this episode for you. Anyway. So moving on. He <laughs> he he stops her, he turns her, looks her in the eye, and he's like If I were truly courting you, I would need five minutes in a I think it's a a a war a wardrobe or a, a work war, clo- war closet or something like a closet. And and he's like, That's all I would need, like five minutes with you in a room hidden the two of us. And she's just she's just like, I don't... Because I think her face says, I don't even know what that means. You know how in the episode, Eloise, (laughs) she walks in and she's like, how does a woman come to be with child? And this is my favorite scene of the episode. There are a lot of amazing scenes in the episode, but this is the one that makes me laugh so much every single time. Eloise... Have you ever thought if you would be a character in this series, which character would you be? I was talking with my friend about this. And she said she would be Daphne because she wants to, uh, to be uh, like more independent. She wants to decide for herself. But she also wants the, quote-unquote, normal path of finding a guy, m- marrying him, having a husband, living with kids in a house, having a family. And then we talked about who I would be. And we ended up being like, well, you might be Eloise. (laughs) You know, wanting to make your own way in the world, not following the rules the way they're set, And wanting something more. And that's not that her idea of life is any better or worse than mine. It's just different. We want different things. And I was like, yeah, I would be Eloise. What if I want to fly? I would be Eloise, and and I I love her so much for it, and also like when Eloise is caught smoking by Benedict, and uh, they're 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 both they're the artists, Benedict and Eloise are both the 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 second of their gender in the family, right? Yeah, and 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 they're the artists. They're the ones that that want to go on their own. They want to live a different life, and I I love that we get that. I love that we get Daphne, who is like I want a husband and a family. Yes, I want more. I wanted. I want to say in who I marry. She like when she when Daphne talks to her mom about it. She's like I want what you and Dad like what you and father had. I want it. A love, like I wanted to marry for love, which is something we should all aspire to because it still doesn't always happen. And, or at least in my opinion, that is the only reason I would ever get married. I want to make my own way in the world, I want to live my own life, like Eloise. And then I want to marry for love and only for love and nothing less I don't want to marry because I have to or and I know I know that that is a big thing to claim because not everybody can say that and so I, I I emphasize and I I understand if you marry for different reasons not all reasons I don't understand if you marry because you want to level up like you want to be richer than you are and not if you're like super poor and you want to marry someone to like have a safe life but but if you're like you have a lot of money, but you want to marry even richer, like the sugar daddy kind of thing, I don't understand that for one bit. But, um, but to marry for love, I think, is the ultimate goal, is it not? Like, why would you want to settle for anything less? And then when Daphne is faced with the the situation that she has to marry that, da- uh, uh, Lord Dam, Dam, Durbar wow, that went wrong. Derbrook, who is horrible <laughs> and and then and then she's just like I and her mom is like, Well you will you will dive into your family, you will raise your children, that is who you'll love, that's who you'll care for, that's that's what you'll love about the marriage. And then she's like, But I wanted to marry for love because it's it's Yes, your children will be so important. But you want your partner to be so great too. And you don't want to settle on that. And I know that people say that you you settle in life with your partner. Yes, but you don't settle for a certain person you settle with a certain person you choose the person that is best for you that makes you happy that you can grow with and become better with and that you love so much you are willing to go through all the challenges and the hard times that come with life and marriage and children and everything else because life is really freaking hard you want to love that person so much you are willing to go through all the hardships because when you get into a marriage you come with all your baggage you think you don't have any baggage oh yes you do and i was talking with my friend as well if you are married uh, uh i was talking with my friend about uh, this as well if you are married there is nowhere to run you have to you take all your baggage into that marriage and you leave them, you, you take them inside. You don't leave them at the door, you don't leave them outside. You take all your baggage into the marriage and you unpack it all together. And it's gonna suck sometimes. So you have to love that person so much you are willing to go through all that suck. And, and I mean, doesn't look like Burberg is the guy to do that with now, is he? Which, okay, so the first... I think that's the first ball. Yeah, the first ball with the dancing, with the music and the amazing dancing. Can I dance like that, please? (laughs) But the smiles, the laughter, the way they're so happy, Daphne and Duke, to dance to that music. And the way the Duke spins an extra round. Did you see that? Did you see the smile that that brought on his face? That was pure joy. That was not... Because they say, like, we... we (laughs) Um... Daphne says, before they start dancing, we must look like we we are enjoying ourselves, no matter how difficult that might be. And (laughs) he's like, terribly, or something like terribly difficult. And, but they, they genuinely are enjoying themselves. But at the beginning of the dance, you can still think like, well, maybe they're pretending to smile. But then he like, turns an extra round, and you know, like, it's, happy, true, they're enjoying themselves and they just love hanging out and dancing with each other, right? So then Anthony is like, Benedict, go dance with your sister. <laughs> and he he Anthony talks to the Duke and he's like, Well, are you like, are you serious? Can't you stop? Like, could you not? <laughs> Basically, that's like could you not? And um, and the Duke, he's like, well, do you wish to for me to insult your sister? And he's like, no, but, the, but what? Because Anthony doesn't doesn't know. And and then Burbrook comes after Anthony, and he's like, well, I would like to re- restate my intentions with your sister. By the way, he talks really, yeah, like, frustrating, like, in an annoying way. Not Not terribly annoying, but in a way, well, maybe it's because of the character. You know how... People that are pretty can look really unattractive when you get to know a rude personality. Not that he's attractive to me. I don't like Burberg from the start. But I also think that attractive people in series become unattractive when you get to know their crappy personality. Your personality, no matter your face... Will ruin your attractiveness for another person. Your attractiveness does not rely on your looks, it relies on your character. That's my truth. I don't know how that is for you, but that is how it is for me. Anyway, Berber comes after them, and <laughs> Berber starts to like talk all this crap about. Uh, her her beauty her blah 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 and they, and the duke is like her powerful right hook <laughs> and i love how anthony just kind of like turns confused and is like what does that mean and then he turns back and he's just like i'm just going to listen again to all the crap says and and the duke just comes in two more times and And then he's like, I have had, like, uh, one more time. And then he is like, I have had enough of this. And then he says something else. And then Anthony's like, surely Daphne would have told me. And the Duke, what he says made me realize how well he already knows Daphne. He is like, would she? And Anthony realizes as well that he has not been listening. He has been... Just letting her words fly through his head, but he has not been listening. He's not been paying attention the way he should pay attention. He's been thinking he is solving a problem without thinking about the repercussions of deciding on the wrong person. And the Duke just knows Daphne so well and he talks to her and he listens. And he doesn't listen to reply or to get his point across or to get his opinion in her head. He listens to understand her because he has no other reason to listen. Why do you listen to a person? Do you listen to understand? Do you listen to reply? Do you listen to get your opinion in their head? Do you listen to prove them wrong? Why do you listen to another person? Because it is important because that because on that depends what you hear them say, and so Anthony only realizes when the Duke says what he says that Daphne basically hit Berber in his face, knocked him out, um, which was well deserved that's when Anthony realizes he's mis- he's been at fault he has seen the situation wrong, so Daphne sees this whole thing by the way. Anthony stepping forward and the Duke like moving into on the side. I am like, "Let's go, boys! <laughs> We're ready for you." <laughs> I, was, I was so ready for it. Um, and then Bur- Burbrook, the idiot that doesn't seem to get a clue, is like, "But we we are to get married." And <laughs> and anthony who the duke is like holding him at bay like right away like he can read his body language so well but anthony's like you are to be buried if you're ever if you ever speak to her again it rhymes and my head was just like that was a good line (laughs) those were two good lines and and daphne sees it and she comes she walks towards them and anthony catches her halfway and he's like it is done. You are not like you have nothing to worry about. And then she walks up to the Duke and she's like, What did you do? And 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 he's like, I told him, and she's like, why on earth would you do that? Basically, like what? What? She she doesn't say thank you, and the you you can see his face. shit he's like what? Like his face is into a what? Why? Why are you saying this? Are you not thankful for me stepping up for you? And she's like, you do not understand. You do not see. Like even if you understand more than. Anthony, you still don't understand. And she, she says to him, she is like, you do not understand Burbrook. Like, you do not, you, you do not understand his entitlement. And, and she knows because she knows men. Here's the thing I think that women in that time, because they were so good at talking and because they had to listen to the men in the houses, they are so much better at observing than men are. Also because some men are really clueless. But even the men that are not clueless are not as much used to observing as they are to talking. So I think in that time especially, women were very, very, very much better at observing than men were. Not all women. Not all women. The the, the dear mother of Burbrook, who came over for tea later in the episode, definitely was not good at observing. Or she would have seen the face changes in Daphne's face um when she said let me look at you and I was like Ugh <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Anyway um Daphne says to the Duke she's like you cannot protect me of anything you cannot assure me of anything. You cannot protect me. And and she's like and people are watching and she walks away and it just shows how much women in that time had to think about all the different things at the same time, and people are like, "Well, women—they think about so many things at the same time, and they blah blah blah." Yes, because we had to, we had to think about all these different things at the same time, to rem- to keep our status, to keep our family safe, to take care of everything around everyone around us, to make sure that we listen, to be the right person for the right situation, dress right behaving right, talking right, all the different things. And men could lash out every once in a while. And that is very interesting to me, and very, very different between the times, right? Um, but it, it's just, it, it's so, it's so interesting. <laughs> so, so what i have also with the final dance is can i can i get dance lessons for this kind of dancing and to to this kind of music and i saw an interview where the actor who plays anthony he is like between takes like he he was talking about the dancing and he was like between takes we would dance even more with the crew like they're the professional dancers that are dancing um you know that are not uh acting they are all dancing and they would dance with everybody who was standing around it too and i i saw a very short bit of footage um of them all dancing between takes and it is so hilarious if you have the time and you want to watch it is hilarious look it up on youtube there is there are some videos with like be- behind the scenes or between the scenes it is so funny i love it so and then in the final dance there is also the speech of Daphne to the duke which makes the duke say like you should call me Simon so from now on I will call the duke Simon and Daphne Daphne which I've done for all the while but um but Daphne I I love what she says there she she says she's like this is this is not just a ruse anymore. This is about more now. It is about my life. I uh, th- this is about a life, my life, and I must finally take charge of it. And I I love that because that moment to me is where she steps into who she is becoming, you know, she's like, you know how there's like a stairs and you slowly through life, you take these steps and you become more of a, of the person you're supposed to be. You're growing into this person. And that is a moment for me where she takes one step up. Like she's been dangling a bit between two steps and she like now steps, takes a step up and she's like on the new level. She's like, I must finally take charge of my life. I want to find a husband. I want to have a family. And and this ruse is not just a ruse anymore. It's about my life. And the way she says it, it's like she takes charge of it. She's like, I know what I want. This is what I want. I need to figure out how to get that. And if you are not willing... And she, she asks him. She does not demand it. She's like, if you are not willing... To do this with me like if you are then tell me now and and he is like i shall agree <laughs> under one condition she's like what are you <laughs> and you know she's like ready to disagree and he's like that you call me simon if this is to be a match like no other you must call me by my real name if we are to be courting and it's so amazing but just think of how much that means to be like in that time to to just call somebody by their first name uh to call a guy a man by his first name, how much that meant isn't it so funny how much some things used to mean that don't mean as much anymore it is so interesting to me, and it 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 blows me away every single time. During this series, all the time. I'm like, that used to mean so much. How did that come to mean so little? You know? Like, these days, we forget people's names so quickly. Like that. And back then, when you got to learn somebody's first name, it was an honor. You you know how different that is? That is so interesting to me. Anyway. His hand, like, you know, his like bruised hand, but it slips up, and you can see she is so attracted to him. And I do think that he is to her too. Uh, but just the way she stares at him, and the way, and of course, it could all be a play, an ex, but I don't think so at this point. I truly don't. Because as she walks the other way, as she is like, let's find, He's like, let's find you a husband. Um, She walks the other way. And when she dances with the other man, she still looks at him. And even his stammer comes back when Lady Danbury is like, whatever is bothering you? His stammer comes back and he has to like swallow before he can say nothing. and And then... I think it is time for us to talk about the story behind Simon that comes in this episode that comes forward. The vow Simon made to his father that his bloodline will end with him, which is a vow based on revenge, right? This is a vow vow based on just hate and frustration and pain and anger. And like, I will say this to you because I want you to feel the pain you have caused me. And so, because the mother of the duke died in childbirth when he was born, and she was so proud to give her husband, the the duke of Hastings, a baby, that and it was a boy, and he wanted a boy. But then the boy turned out he couldn't speak that well. And instead of teaching him and taking care of him, he demanded uh, he demanded perfection and he he didn't get it and he sent the boy away and then Lady Danbury finds him realizes he's actually alive and finds him with a tutor and 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 sees that he is actually a smart boy he just doesn't know how to speak that well yet and and she takes him under her wing and teaches him. And look at the amazing man she has like, helped him become. That is amazing, right? And it also proves that with the right support, you can be anyone. You can. It is easier to become the best version of yourself if you have some help. You can do it alone. I do believe that too. But it is easier if you have someone at your side who believes you. But she says, she she is a, a source of wisdom. I love this woman. She is amazing. And she, she says, there is only so long a person in our position can hide. When I was young, I was frightened. I would hide. I made myself frightening. You can speak because he stammers when... When he first talks to her, you can speak. I st- understood you well enough. You must promise me that. But I will teach you to speak well. I will teach you everything. Like all the court, med- all the things of the court, blah, blah, blah. But you must promise me that when you step into the light, you must be worthy of the attention you command. And she is such an amazing woman especially compared to the horrific father he has, who says when he uh, he has learned to speak proper sentences, who says, you are my greatest failure. How horrible a man is that? How horrible a man who would say something like that. And I do think that that between Simon and Daphne, between their parents, you already see the difference. His mom, I believe would have loved him so dearly but she wasn't there so he grew up with only a father who hated him who couldn't stand the sight of him and who would also just pretend his mom never existed Whereas Daphne had two parents who love her and a mom who just loves her so and so many brothers and sisters who love her. And the difference is so massive. But you can also see that in the way that that comes about. She wants a family. She wants a happy home. He doesn't want to continue his bloodline. It is a very different trajectory just because of the examples they have had in life. And it breaks my heart. But it is true. This is also why I believe that, um, you know, when, uh, when, when Simon comes off his horse and Daphne says this amazing, amazing sentence. I love these old school sentences where she is like, we must promenade past a group of men playing their games up ahead. I mean, can I just talk like this for now? It is so amazing. Anyway, so uh, she turns to him and she's like, my cuff, button it. And he's like, he just looks at her like, mm-hmm, "No, thank you." But, <laughs> but he does it anyway, which is so romantic. I I know how how it's so stupid to think that, but it it does seem romantic. Um, but they have a discussion, and 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 she's like, "Yes, I know you are not the marrying type yet. Did you consider you are not the type women wish to marry?" And then he gives her such a compliment, which is so funny because it's like wrapped. But it's still a compliment. Um But he he says, Well, you would be the least objectionable one if I had to marry. But you wish to marry for love, don't you? And that's the moment where I'm like I think Daphne has feelings for him. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I'm thinking. Right here. That's that's where I'm that's what I'm thinking. Anyway. There is a lot more to discuss on this episode, but I will not say that right now. I will now talk to you about Lady Whistledown. She doesn't know about the Dark Walk incident, which means she cannot be a Bridgerton or the Duke, nor Lord Burbrook. Because Lord Burbrook would have talked or would have written as he had to flee to either kickback, because otherwise he could have hidden it to use for his purposes. But he wouldn't have hidden it once he had to get out. And the Bridgertons all knew before it got talked about in town. So uh, before the the child and maid situation got talked about in town. So it can't be them. It can also not be their servants. Because also they already knew. So that leaves out all the Bridgertons. I don't, I don't think it could be them. Not the Duke. And not Burbrook. Yes, so that's already cuts out a lot of them, actually. That's quite nice. Um, so yeah i'm I'm very curious to to see what happens next, but I just wanted to finish with Daphne's final thing. I will not have this go wrong. This is about a life, my life. So I must finally take charge of it. I cannot afford otherwise. So I will not have this go wrong. Take charge of your life, my friend.